Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Here's a little snippet by one of the authors from the anthology. My name is Jean McCulloch. And I'm thrilled and honored to have contributed to Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. My essay is called Snow in the Night Sky. And what I really don't have time for these days is to visit all my friends and relatives dotted throughout the country who I haven't seen since the lockdown. So there's a goal for the coming year. Tracy Lang is the author of We Are the Brennans, a novel. Born in the Bronx and raised in Manhattan, Tracy comes from a large Irish family with a few secrets of its own. She headed west and graduated from the University of New Mexico before owning and operating a behavioral healthcare company with her husband for 15 years. While writing her debut novel, We Are the Brennans, she completed the Stanford University online novel writing program. Tracy currently lives in Bend, Oregon with her husband, two sons, and their German shepherd. We Are the Brennans is her first novel. 
Welcome, Tracy. Thanks for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, or I should just call it today, Moms Don't Have Time to Do Podcasts because of all the parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome. Thanks for thanks for coming on to discuss Weird yeah. Plans. Of course. Thank you for having me. So oh fun. Oh my gosh. I got so into these characters. They were so realistic to me. The whole family, everybody, like all the scenes, how it all, all the, like how everything rippled throughout, like the dad getting older, like just like all the things. I just loved it. I I really Thank you. did. It was just so real and having it like overcome and, you know, coming back into the fold. And I don't know, it was just like the bar, like I could feel it. Like I, the whole thing was like the financial stress that just all of it. It was, it was like really good. It was really good. Thank you. That is so nice to hear. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. I, and by the way, so many people had recommended this book to me, you should know. So. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. That's great. That's good. So maybe you should do a better job at summarizing than my like mumblings and telling everybody what we are the Brennans is, is really about. Yeah. So basically the Brennans are an Irish Catholic family in Westchester, New York. And they are a pretty tight crew, but definitely have their fair share of dysfunction. And when the story opens, one of the four adult siblings, the only girl, Sunday, is actually living across the country in L.A. And she gets into a pretty nasty drunk driving accident one night. And so she's sort of beat up and in the hospital. And and this all happens in the first couple of pages. So we're not giving anything away. But her big brother comes out and really convinces her to come back home for a while. She's been gone for five years and you know, he kind of tells her it's time to come home and recuperate with family for a little bit. So as excited as they all are to be back together, her homecoming sort of kicks some turmoil up. Her dad and her brothers are wanting to know why she left five years ago, kind of suddenly and with little explanation. And at the same time, she begins to realize that they're maybe not doing as well as she thought they were. So basically all sorts of long held secrets start to sort of bubble to the surface. And they, as a family, they kind of have to figure out how to deal with all this if they're going to get through it together. So it's largely about family and loyalty and shame and what that does to us and our relationships. And then forgiveness, I think is a big part of it too. So that's it in kind of a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of goes back to this like, if there's a secret, it can be a novel. Right. <laughs> sure, right. Like someone has to have, a, if someone has a secret, it's going to be a good novel in some way. Someone's going to sort yeah. something out. It's, something's going to, you know, it's, it's, it's going to have some kind of ripple effect somewhere. Right, yeah. yeah. And these guys yeah. are all harboring secrets. So yes. there's all sorts of mess. There are all sorts of secrets <laughs> in all right. different combinations. <laughs> right. And, you know, to be right. honest, I almost was like, the families are so enmeshed, right? Everybody is so sort of on top of each other that it almost, I almost like couldn't even believe that Summer had, had been gone. Like how they even let her leave. I mean, I know she just left, but like, and I know that you address this, but still like the absence must've been so huge when she was gone because, you know. Yeah. For all of them, I think in a, in a way they all sort of went into a holding pattern Mm -hmm. when she left, particularly her, of course. But just they they are. They're so tight. They've always been at times too tight, probably too mixed up in each other's business. So yeah, I think it had a huge effect when she left. Especially with their mother having passed away, you know. It, yes. They yeah. sort of left adrift, you know. To yeah, exactly. Themselves. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't that didn't come that far in, I don't think. 
mean, that's just like a fact of their family, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's gone. So yeah. And I was interested in how you like what attributes you gave to the different siblings. Right. So I think his name, so it was Shane, right. Who has a mental handicap of sorts. Right. Yeah. He's got an intellectual disability. Yeah. The youngest intellectual brother. disability. I'm yes, sorry. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah. I know they're correct. So what made you choose to do that? What made you, then Jackie has like issues with, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, I, and like, you know, just like, and yeah. how did you, how did you pick or did they just sort of come to you fully formed? Well, no, I started with Sunday. She was the first character I really sort of landed on and that idea of her coming back into the family fold. That's kind of where it all started. And so I, I developed her for a bit and I knew I wanted her to have a big brother kind of a big sort of domineering type, you know? And so I think Danny was really the second person I landed on. And, and, you know, as I developed each character to some degree, they were kind of a response to her since the story sort of revolved, they're all involved. It's about all of them, but she's definitely kind of at the heart of the story. So Shane, the youngest brother, well, first of all, I guess once you have two older siblings and you're the next one, often you're tend to be a little bit more of a wanderer, like her younger brother, Jackie, and and trying to find his own way and getting in a little bit of trouble. And, and then when I landed on the youngest brother, Shane, who has the disability, I it just felt like a great way, something that would really connect them all, despite all the trouble and difficulties with mom. And he just, he's in some ways a glue that kind of keeps them all together at times. And he was what you see is what you get. You know, most of the characters are harboring all these secrets, but there are a couple like Shane and, and Teresa that aren't holding on to secrets. And that's why they didn't actually get point of view chapters because <laughs> I kind of had to limit it. And so I kept it to the people that were holding on to these secrets. So, oh. but yeah, that's how they all sort of developed was in response to Sunday and then to each other. Well, and Shane is the one who kind of like gives a clue that, you know, Right. Incredibly important. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's good to have someone without such a filter. An agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Agenda. Yeah. 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 That's right. (laughs) Let's see. I dog-eared all these pages. So let's see if I have a quote that I can read. Let's see. Why did I dog-ear these pages? I don't know. Something was great about them. (laughs) Let's see. Having nightmares about Denny bickering. Yeah, Denny definitely bickers with a lot of people. Yes. I think that was just <laughs> this is just more about the secrets. And Sunday knew a thing or two about that, the terrible fallout that came with hiding shameful secrets from the people who mattered most. I think I was like, ooh, what is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, that I think that kind of goes to the heart of this, that idea that this, you know, that people didn't respond to the Brennans because they do love each other so much and they would sort of do anything for each other. But at the same time, they feel the need to hide things from each other. So I think digging into that idea was a big part of this whole story. And you you double down with the secrecy here later when you're talking about Vivian. And you said Vivian was in middle school when her mother, who loved sharing salacious secrets, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll do like a word yeah. next time and just circle all, all the ones. But, you know, that was interesting. Yeah, too. They just it's of, interesting too, being yeah. like the woman who has to come, you know, in the big shoes of a great love, right? Like the next person who has to fill the, I'm not yeah. speaking yeah. coherently today, obviously, but I think you, you know what I mean? No, no, you're right. That's a tough, you know, Vivian is super interesting character to me and people react to her different ways, but she definitely has reasons for kind of making the choices that she makes. And she's in a tough spot. 
you know, she's on the outside of this crew and there was a first love. And so, yeah, you ha- I think you have to have some, you may not like her at times, but hopefully you have some sympathy <laughs> for poor Vivian. I did. I so. did feel badly for her. Good. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was also wondering why you named Kale, Kale. Is that a- I get that a lot. Yeah. I get that a lot, honestly. And I, I, it came to me through one of my son's friends. His name's Kale. And I did know Kalen as an Irish name. So I, it sort of stuck with me. But I get that a lot. It, it strikes people as sort of different. Or, but that's where I landed on it, honestly. Most of the names in the book did come from family members, cousins, you know, near and far. And But Kale and actually Sunday, both those names were not, didn't come from family. They just... I came across them and I thought they just fit. Awesome. Love it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So how did you... Take me back a little bit to like how you ended up writing this novel to begin with. Like, when did you first like to write? Is this something you've loved since you were a kid? Did you always want to do this type of novel? Like why this particular like type of, you know, it almost could be like a play, right? The intimacy and the conversations Mm -hmm. and the dramatic, you know, like it's all in interactions really and the interior lives. And right. I'm really... Sorry, yeah, my words are not making sense, but I hope you no, are understanding I I what I'm asking understand. you today. <laughs> okay, I am. I am. As far as kind of where it came from or when it started, I actually was in had a different sort of career for many years. I was in the behavioral healthcare field, but I did always love to read since I was really young, and I really was drawn to writing. But I think that for a long time, I thought I just didn't have that. <laughs> It was so daunting to me, the idea of, you know, maybe I was such a book fan and author fan. I I just didn't quite think I could do that. So I went another direction for years, but then my husband and I had our own business in that field. But once we were able to extricate ourselves from that, I kind of figured that was my chance to, to go for it. And that was about six or seven years ago. And I just went at it full time and I took some classes and I I did a writing program that was fabulous. And I just, I jumped into it fully. So Brennan's, I started about 
two and well, I guess spring of 2017, probably. And it took all told, it took about two and a half years, but that did include some pretty significant steps back when I just needed to take time. And especially with such a big cast of characters and so much going on, there were times I was kind of in the weeds and I'd have to take a break. And But as far as where that particular story came from, it's certainly inspired by my own history growing up in a big Irish Catholic family. Although none of the characters or specific events come from me or my family, and I always feel the need to stress that my mom is nothing like Maura Brennan because <laughs> she's a tough lady to to feel much for. So I always like to put that out there. But I did know, you know, older generation women like her. And I just grew up in this, this fun, huge family. And it was amazing to feel part of this clan. But then there were always sort of from a young age, there were things that I just kind of sensed we didn't really talk about that came from the older generations and, and cut, you know, and that sort of trickles down and we talk about it now, but I, I think I just wanted to get at all that, the good and the bad and the messy of all of that. So that's definitely where the story came from. Excellent. But they're okay with it for the most part, your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause again, there's no, just, nobody can look at this and say, Oh, she's writing about me. I did have fun weaving in some of my dad's history into Mickey Brennan's mm-hmm. just coming from Northern Ireland and being in construction in New York and those kind of fun things. But that's about as close as it comes to anybody. And so far everybody seems okay with it. So. <laughs> it's funny you say that about your mom. I was like trying to write this memoir that I'm working on. And my husband was like, well, what do oh. you do about, you know, about your mom? And I was like, oh, I just like barely put her in, you know, I, I felt like it was safer just to like, and he was like, no, she's not going to like that. <laughs> like she's, oh, yeah. that's tough. Anyway. It's tough. Yeah. So you just have to be so delicate, I guess. So when you said yes. that not being based on your own mom, I was like, that's something I would say. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I just felt the need to, I, a couple of times people asked, I was like, oh boy, I hope everyone doesn't think, <laughs> doesn't think that. So yeah, I like to just put that so out what there. did you delete that was originally going to be part of the book? Like what, what's on the cutting room floor, so to speak? Really what's, I guess my drafts just kept, and there were a lot of them. It was always about just digging deeper into the characters and those relationships. So I can't really say that a whole lot of, you know, plot changed from the beginning. A lot of it really sort of stayed the same. Little things changed, but it was always more about digging in further, deeper with these guys and how they changed over those five years while Sunday was gone. And so it's hard to say exactly what was a lot fell to the cutting room floor, but it wasn't really something like, oh, I cut this person or that you know, storyline for the most part, they stayed. It just, I just had to keep digging deeper and deeper with all of it. Um, Well, I did not see it coming sort of what ended up being the reason and, you know, so well done. And it was very emotional and yeah, I don't know. I am constantly surprised by these, by plot twists. So I guess it just means I'm reading really good books, right? That's the point. Well, that's good. (laughs) That's nice to hear too. That's nice to hear. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, everybody has their own I guess, particular brand of shame that would cause them mm-hmm. to sort of do what she right. did. And, and so that, yeah, it seemed to fit for her and that family. And so I'm glad, I'm glad it, it worked for you. <laughs> and what kind of books do you like to read? You know, I, I mean, I read a, a variety of books, but I do love books that just dive into those kind of messy relationships where for the most part, 
people have good intentions, but just screw up left and right. And cause I just think that's so human. And then looking at, looking at it from all sides and trying to work through that stuff. But just, you know, that idea that nobody's straight up good or bad and nothing, no situation is black or white. Usually there's a lot of gray and I just love to kind of dig deep into all that stuff and read about that too. Excellent. And are you working on another book now? I am. I'm, I'm pretty far into it. I actually just sent it off another draft, the next draft off to my agent. So fingers crossed, uh, you know, she always has amazing notes and she's helped me improve it already. So I'm, that's where we are at this point. And then, you know, hopefully we, we, we'll see from there, but yeah, that's where I am at this point. Now I'm just kind of on pins and needles waiting to hear. <laughs> and when you are writing full-time, what's your, are you, do you, do you like to write early in the day? Like what's your, what does it look like? Or do you just write late at night and do you write right there at your desk or what? Yeah, I'm always in here. I can't really, I know a lot of people like to go out to coffee shops and I actually do like that, but I get up and down a lot. So for the most part, I'm in this little, my little cave here. And I tend to write for a few hours in the morning and then take a, you know, break of some kind, whether it's to get some kind of physical activity and try to jog some solutions loose, you know, or take care of some errands. And then I usually come back at it in the afternoon for another few hours. And that's my schedule most days, a little bit less on the weekends, maybe. And of course, if there's travel or something unusual, but that tends to be my, my daily schedule. Yeah. And do you have any advice for aspiring authors? I guess the two things I would put out there are probably everybody's heard this one, but just keep writing through the, even those days where you're like, Oh my God, no one's going to be interested in this. What am I doing? You know, just keep writing it. When you start hitting some of that stage where you're maybe getting some rejections, just keep going, you know, definitely keep going, keep writing through that stuff. But the other one that I always mention is I really suggest finding your writer's group. And I know everybody works differently, and but I don't know what I would do without my group, those people that... Because it's such solitary work. And so it's just invaluable to have that interaction and that support. And also, they they just... They help me improve my work all the time. So... And, and listening to that feedback... because you're in such a vacuum that I don't know how anyone does it without getting some outside feedback and sounding boards. And so that's always a big one. I just know how much better I got after I started working with the writer's group. So that, that would be my tip. Excellent. I love it. Is there an actual place like that you modeled this after like the, the bars and the, like the actual scenery and you know the, the place it felt, it all felt the house, like, or does it, was it all in your imagination? The the flowers, like in the flower beds, like the whole thing. Right. I, I really do think that, I mean, Westchester, I spent a lot of time there growing up. I had family there. It felt right. It was in terms of location and size, in my mind, it's kind of Briarcliff Manor, okay. but I sort, I sort of had to, I felt like just tweak some of the history and enough that I, I guess I felt like I had to name it something different. But, but definitely that feel up there and being close to the city and that influence, but yet wanting that quieter suburb feel. So it, yeah, it's, I spent a lot of time there growing up and, and Mamaroneck of course is in there too. And I, so it's based on that area for sure. Excellent. Sometimes uh, someone I just talked to said she goes on Zillow and finds all the houses for her characters on Zillow. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I've done that when you're looking for like the the rough cost of houses. So yeah, I mean, you can find anything. You can walk the neighborhood. Yeah, she's like, oh no. I, she's like, I shop for my house and then I decide that's my character's house. It's Kara Ruda who did that. It's like, you know, domestic suspense and, you know, psychological That's awesome. Suspense. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, that's great. Why not take a real house and put pretend characters in? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can get on Google maps now and actually walk neighborhoods, you know, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty amazing what you can no do. No one needs so. to stand up. It's like, I know, you know. I know that's not really good, I guess, but <laughs> it's been helpful the last year and a half anyway. That's true. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so time to read books and thanks for my, and like the enjoyment of the book. I really kind of fell hard into these characters and, you know, I, I really wish them well. I'm like curious what's happening with them now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I All appreciate right. it. This is great. Okay. Uh, good luck with your conferences. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. On to ceramics. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 